Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Is the free Odyssey app. Download it today and listen to us anytime, anywhere. Brought to you by Value Home Centers for the do-it-yourselfer in you. Welcome back. Sports Talk Saturday chugging along here this morning. Nick Erie, Corey Griswold. Joining us on the West Her Hotline, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joe Yurden, who joins us on the West Her Hotline. Joe, good morning to you. Um, happy Saturday. Oh, thanks, Nate. Happy Saturday to you. Let me be the first. Uh, am I the first to wish it to you? Uh, well, publicly, I think, yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Privately, definitely not. I mean, there's a line of folks wishing you a happy Saturday, so... It's it's true. I mean, it's uh, I mean the phone's ringing off the hook. I'm glad you're actually able to get through. I, I gotta say, you are a hard guy to get a hold of. I'll tell you. You know, it just there's there there's always something with you, Joe. You're just a popular guy in a small town, and that's you know that's 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 a that's a burden that you carry, my friend. You know what? I, I wear it proudly, though. It's uh, you know it's the least I could do for the people. That, no, that's exactly right. I mean, just just show a little skin every once in a while. We appreciate it. Um, you know. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Joe, uh, maybe. Uh, West Coast, I guess we could start with the Sabres. We'll, we'll talk some Sabres here. Um, the West Coast swing, um, it starts at home. Obviously, I mean, I, I was there on, on Saturday last week, um, and they get sort of just bombarded in that game. I mean, that was a tough game to watch, especially because you were, after the first period being there, I said, they got two goals on three shots. I feel like that's not, like, that doesn't happen a lot, certainly, when you're looking at that, you're like, okay, this isn't sustainable. They're going to have to do something in second period. And then they literally, the Flames score seven straight goals, and like that's that, and that's the game. Um, the, the Kings game, I didn't get to stay up for the entire thing. I didn't really have to. It also didn't really feel like a super close game. And then like the Ducks game was back and forth. They get a lead, they lose a lead, then they take it back. What do you make of this team sort of in this run that they're in now? I mean, they go up, they get they get off the schneid, they get off a four-game losing streak, but it just feels like this team, and, and maybe you, we can just equate it to something as, as simple as youth and inexperience, um, but there is a lot of highs and lows with this team. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think that's to be expected, honestly. I mean, it, you have a team this young. It's, you're going to have these these peaks and valleys. And it's something that the coaches want to eliminate. Some of the players want to eliminate, too. They want Everybody wants to be even keel, right? And it's it's tough to do. It, it can be tough to do when there's there are things that they're working working through and figuring out as the season goes along. And, uh, you know, that goes, you know, it goes with, you know, finding out where your players best fit, who your best combos are, uh, you know, how your goaltending is going to get, is going to settle down. If it settles down, 
uh, you know, your defensive play, all that stuff. I mean, that's that's all stuff you're you're figuring out as the season goes along. I mean, it's not like this is a this is a veteran group that's been together forever and they're just kind of going through the motions. This is this is a young team finding finding their their feet really and going along. And I, you know, to me, you know, the the streaks like this, it's kind of what they are. Um, you know, the highs are so high, but the lows feel, you know, like you're at the, at the bottom of the pit, you know, that's, that's the way it goes with the group. But, uh, you know, are they as bad as the lows? No. Are they as great as the highs? No. Um, it's just the highs give you an idea of what this team can be be. like, right. Uh, you know, down the road, I I don't think the lows show you that how bad it can be because like, honestly, we've seen so much Much worse. worse. (laughs) We've seen so much worse over the years. So, I, I, I don't really look at it as, you know, and I know, you know, fans, fans always are going to take the losses really hard. Uh, but when, you know, it's, you know, I, I chalk up these games that, you know, I think of the Carolina game before the break. Well, you know, it's the last game before the break against one of the best teams in the NHL. Yeah, that'll happen. Uh, the Calgary game. I mean, Calgary had played maybe the game of the season against New York two nights before, and the Sabres are coming back from having a week and a half off. So, yep. You know, they're you know Calgary's coming in a little bit angry and they're tested and they're ready, which I, I think the NHL could do a better job of scheduling games like that. Maybe put two teams that were off for a week and a half against each other right out of the breaks. But uh, you know, and LA is really good, uh, and the score isn't really indicative of really of how that game went. Uh, Sabers played pretty well for for about thirty minutes of that game. Uh, it's just, you know, you fall asleep for about a 10 minute span and boom, there's four goals passed. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's things like that that can happen. You know, I mean, we've seen it happen a little bit, maybe more recently where, you know, one goal turns into three really quick. Uh, and that's, but that's the kind of stuff you want to eliminate, but that's the emotional highs that highs and lows that a young team can go through. Yeah. And like speaking of highs and lows, like, you, you know, tonight, 1030, the, the Sabres will play the Sharks and in a game that I feel like. You know, the, the Sabres probably absolutely 100% have to win if the conversation <laughs> continues for the next two weeks because this next this this schedule over the next two weeks, short of the Blue Jackets, uh, Tuesday, February 28th, it's the Maple Leafs, Lightning, Panthers, Capitals, and then that Blue Jackets game. Bruins, Lightning, Oilers, Islanders, Stars, Rangers, Maple Leafs, Capitals. I mean, that is as that is the you're either going to be sinking or swimming after that Capitals game, going into the Flyers game, or going into Philadelphia March 17th, like where St. Patrick's Day is. Like this might be, I mean, it is. This is the hardest stretch of hockey this team is going to play all season long. Is 500 a huge win? Oh yeah, no. That, this this is the gauntlet. Right now, once they get home, this is this is absolutely the gauntlet because that, <laughs> every single one of those teams, except for Columbus, uh, is either in the race or are going to be playoff teams. Like there's, you know, there there's no doubt about that. And you know, I I just you go through each of those teams. Like Toronto, yeah, they they played really well against Toronto the last few years. Like that's okay, cool. Uh, Edmonton, same thing. Like they beat them earlier this season. That's good. Um, but the, but it's the games with the Caps, the Islanders, yep. the Panthers. Like those are those are your playoff games right now. Um, th- those are the ones you got to win. I mean, you know, Tampa. I mean, you know, Tampa's had their number for what you know six years yeah, now. That's a six, long time. Years running. Yeah. So uh, you know it, that that that's one where if you can come away with one in Tampa, boy, that's that's a nice setup. 
but a back-to-back with Tampa and, and Miami, like, ugh, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. But, uh, but, if they, it, but, they, it, but 500 over that stretch uh, would be an incredible accomplishment. But the, but does it keep the them wind, alive, though, Joe? Does, does 500, does that, does that keep them alive? It, I, I want to say that it will because I have to think that some of those games in hand are going to be involved there. Um, you know, the games in hand that they have on the, the Islanders and the Capitals, at least, you know, I mean, you got to beat the Capitals, you have to beat the Islanders. You have, like, those are the games you got to have. You have to beat Florida. Like, yeah. those, those are the ones you have to have. If you lose to Edmonton or Toronto, like, okay, stinks, but, you know, Edmonton's hot. Toronto is, you know, Toronto's one of the best teams in the East. So, uh, and they just, just got a bit better last night. Certainly so. did. Um, so I, you know, it's, uh, it, it keeps them, it keeps them in the race. Uh, and, you know, and a lot depends on what happens with the teams around them, but it, it doesn't knock them out. Certainly. Uh, it, it keeps, it keeps them hanging around, but I mean, you obviously need points and, you know, I, I know if you look at the standings now and you're seeing, Oh geez, back by a few, it's like, well, yeah, but let's see what happens when they make up those games and see where they're standing then. But um, but yeah, I, I, to me, 500 over that stretch would be an, an incredible feat. That would be an outstanding accomplishment. And I think that would really rally the group together because I mean, that's, it's daunting. That's, that's an absolutely brutal part of the schedule. He's the man, the voice, the, I don't know, uh, the ghost writer. No, I mean, you're not really a ghost writer, but for the, for, of the noted hockey Substack, he's also on the maintenance day podcast. You can check out his work at bleach report as well. Joe Yurden here joining me on the Western hotline. So you mentioned that, you know, Toronto gets a little better yesterday. They make a big trade last night with, um, it's actually technically a three team trade between Minnesota, St. Louis and Toronto and Toronto ends up with a familiar face and Ryan O'Reilly. Um, you know what? Listen, though, Joe, when I think of Toronto, I think of a team that desperately needs more forwards. That seems to really be their problem. But in <laughs> fairness, if you're going to ask, if you're going to say what kind of forward do they need heading into the playoffs, like what's a guy that might be able to get them over that first round hump? Maybe it's a two way you know, forward like Ryan O'Reilly. But at this point in his career, he hasn't played much hockey this year because of injury. Mm-hmm. What are what are the Maple Leafs getting there? And like, is this really the mover that you think it might be? Yeah, to me, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I see a team that has Austin Matthews and John Tavares as their top two centers, and you're putting Ryan O'Reilly now in as their number three. Yeah, that's a good point. That's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's decent. It's decent. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Um, you know, and, and O'Reilly had been playing in a top six role for St. Louis this season, uh, essentially. And St. Louis has had a pretty rough year, and O'Reilly's numbers have not been good. Uh, it's certainly not the kind of numbers a guy in a contract year wants to have. Uh, but the situation in Toronto is, is a fair bit different than it is in St. Louis. Um, and, uh, you know, once Matthews is back in their lineup and they're able to roll those three guys out there, and Noel Chari's a nice pickup for them too because he's a, he's a, a pain-in-the-butt uh, kind of player. Like, that's, that's the exact kind of guy the, the Leafs have sort of needed, really. But, uh, and I know this is not, nothing at all what anybody in this city wants to be hearing, but I, I, I like the pickups. You know, I'm a big O'Reilly mark anyway, so... Uh, so I, I figured wherever he went, that was going to be a boost. But I mean, geez, he, it's going to be basically a, like a hometown setup for him. And yeah, you know, right. It's a, it's a team loaded with captains, you know, former captains elsewhere, or you know, Tavares is obviously the captain now. But uh, but I think it's like the third straight year they've added somebody who was who used to be a captain for a team. So 
Uh, it's a bold move. I mean, it, it makes sense for Toronto, but boy, oh boy, I mean, Kyle Dubas is in a is the, the GM is in a lame duck situation. Like his contract's up after this year, so he's kind of empty in the chambers here to to, to go for it. And <laughs> the thing is, they already know who they're playing in the first round of the yep. playoffs. And it's, We've it's, known it for what two months now, <laughs> pretty much. And you know, and they haven't beaten them in the last what two years, two three years. So it's it's asking. You're loading up to beat one team, and then you're yeah, right. probably playing Boston in the next round. Yeah, good luck. So, you know, <laughs> so so it's it's loading up a lot, but I mean, for for the Leafs, it's it's a it's a different kind of drought for them. Like they haven't won a playoff series since what oh four. Oh yeah, two thousand four. So you know, when when the Sabers get to claim they've won a playoff series more recently than the Maple Leafs, that's uh, it's not great. Yeah, that's right. And you know, I, I think that kind of leads me to a good way to wrap up this segment, Joe, which is. You know, with the trade deadline kind of bearing down, I, I think this is the question that every Sabres fan is talking about at the bar, out with their buddies, at a you know at a kid's birthday party, around the table, drinking a beer, and you're all like, well, who who should the Sabres trade for? Should the, should Kevin Adams make a trade? Should we talk about it? Should we just forget about it? Like these are sort of things that I think right now everyone is sort of mulling over, like where the Sabres stand and how you go from here, how you build the rest of the team for this year, and. I think most people expect Kevin Adams to stand pat. I think there's another faction of the fan base that thinks like maybe there's a really small move for a third pair defenseman, some depth at the blue line that could be made. And then I think there's, you know, almost no one sitting around thinking some sort of trade for, you know, a Ryan O'Reilly type is happening out there, blockbuster, so to speak. So with that, like, where do you stand on will they and or should they? The the should they part is 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 more interesting to me because it depends on where where Adams and Granado and and even you know Terry Pagula feels where they are in the playoff race. If they feel that there's somebody there that they can add that could also play into their future, uh, I think that's I think that's a move that they would that they would make, uh, which kind of opens up the the windows of possibilities of guys because you could say like, well, you know, we could trade this guy and this guy and get this other guy and he'll be here for you know the next however long uh i think that's where a lot of the timo meyer hope mm, comes into play because yeah. you know he's he's rfa after this summer you have to pay him but if you've got an idea of where he goes in the lineup and which guys you can maybe uh move ahead without or you feel like might be better off uh elsewhere or whatever you know what have you if and that to me that that's that's where it gets really hard because I don't know that you know which guys, because I mean, it's going to be young players. It'll be picks, whatever. Uh, I don't think they really understand yet where a lot of those young guys are or fit in or what they're going to become. And the guys that are more interesting to San Jose are probably the guys they don't want to give up. Yeah. So, right. um, that, that to me makes it uh, a lot more difficult to make a play for that. Now, you know, if, if there's a defenseman out there to be had that can help fix or not fix, but, solidify right can make the pk stronger uh then maybe that's that's a move you make or if maybe i I don't know if they're forward's a tough one because i mean who who are you bumping out yeah right you know and listen i know fans have like a list of about three or four guys that they would love to bump out for you know for somebody else but uh but i just don't see that being a move that that happens really i especially up front i just don't see that happening but uh, but you know the PK could use some help. I know, you know power play goes up and down, so whatever. But um, 
but if if you're going to address something, it's it's really it's it's the special team side of things, and that's a really tough spot to you know you're kind of micro shopping at that point uh if you're trying to fix one spot in the lineup or one spot of your game but um it's it's really interesting it's gonna be fascinating to see how adams does this it, you know i i did a piece for noted hockey looking at uh his you know the trades he's made in the past basically everything he's done has been something where it's you know it made sense and it was like yeah this is a move you have to make sure. at this point in time there isn't really a move he has to make right now but um, but if he feels like he owes it to the team to give him a little bit of a jump, a little bit of an extra, you know, uh, not incentive, but just, an, you know, somebody else to kind of help things along, then, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something he can do. Joe, I appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy the game this evening. And uh, you and I will be in short touch. I can, uh, I can assure you that. Absolutely. You got it, Nate. All right, buddy. Joe Yurden there on our Wester hotline, of course, of the noted hockey Substack. You can check him out on his Maintenance Day podcast and also over at Bleacher Report. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.